You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Hey everybody, this is Dave from Bonsai Retro Club. And what I am doing today is releasing another of our archives of 80s Reboot Overdrive. Uh, So this is actually an interview, actually the first celebrity interview that I had uh, arranged and much to my surprise um, he had said yes. So as you know by the uh, episode title this is Larry Kenny. Uh, Larry is the voice of Lionel from Thundercats among other things. Um, As you can tell by the interview uh, which was very fun uh, and really set the bar high for the future celebrity interviews that I would be having on the uh, the podcast. Uh, so this is definitely a lot of fun, and it is so hard for me to believe that it's now how many years ago? It was released in 2014, so that's like eight years now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so very surprised that uh, I've been doing podcasts off and on again for that long. Uh, and uh, the first interview that uh, had popped up was uh, Larry. So um, I want to release this content again because I want to make sure that it stays on the old interwebs and uh, is available to everybody. So uh, once again, this is from 2014. It was uh, the people that were on the show, or the voices that you're going to hear, were the original co-hosts that were doing 80s Reboot Overdrive, which uh, was me, Mike, and Nick uh, talking to the wonderful Larry Kenny um, and uh, just geeking out with him. It was totally a lot of fun. So worth a listen. Check it out. Catch you guys on the flip side. Welcome to uh, 80s Reboot Overdrive. On today's episode, we have Nick. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And a very special guest, Lord of the Thundercats, Mr. Larry Kenny. Hello. (laughs) Hi there. How you doing, guys? Fantastic. Wonderful. You know, I got to say, Larry, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for, for calling me. Um, we're we're going to try as hard as we can not to geek out too hard because this is sort of a childhood fantasy come to life. Oh, I still let it have out. my lino costume somewhere. Let it out. Let it out. Come on. <laughs> it it will it will bleed out. Trust it's me. It's chic to be geek now. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, you can't see it, but we're I made that one. So much restraint right now. I think I just made that up. <laughs> chic to be geek? It's yours. Yeah, because there, I've I've seen these things that say uh, it's cool to be geek now, you know, to yeah. be to be a nerd or something now because of comic cons and stuff. But I think I just uh, I'm going to copyright that. It's chic to be geek. Sounds good to me. It's t-shirt okay. worthy. That's definitely a, either a bumper sticker or a t-shirt. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
So I'm going to do something a little differently, and I think you – I don't know if you've ever had uh, probably an interview start this way, Larry, but um, I'm going to put my co-hosts on the spot. Okay. Um, and, and I haven't told them I'm doing this, um, but what we did was we started communicating via Facebook Messenger uh, a little while ago, and all of us agreed that we kind of had this ability to do funny voices. <laughs> so <laughs> what I wanted to do is put – all of us on the spot and put you as our judge. And I'm thinking if we could all yeah. do the Thundercat chant as the funniest <laughs> voice that we could possibly do. And Larry gets to vote on which one's oh, the best. Don't, no, you can't. I put, hate you so much right now. You <laughs> can't put me in the middle like that. How can I possibly, you know, vote for one of my, uh, one of you when I, I love all three of you so much. Well, we appreciate that, Larry, but I, <laughs> I wanted to do something that... As you much probably... as you can love somebody that you've known for on the telephone for three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. So do you guys want to do this, or... I'll do it. I'll Sure, I'll do it. What's uh, what's? Is there a prize involved? Uh... Uh, just bragging rights. Esteem. Oh, okay. Yeah, prestige. Okay. Yeah. Making an ass oh. of ourselves in front of Larry Kenny, so... Which is, <laughs> which is also a prize in itself. I'll take it. All right. So All right. Awesome. I'm in. All right. Um, do you guys want me to go first? Yes. <laughs> Go for it. All right. If it's your idea. Uh, okay. Um, so. Thunder, thunder, thunder cats. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cute. <laughs> oh, God. That's so cute. All right. Here's, here, let's do another one. All right. Nick. Go. Mike, you go first. <laughs> you go second. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. <clears throat> uh, how about. Inst- I'm going to change it a little, though. Instead of being a funny voice, I'll do. <clears throat> Thunder, thunder, thundercats are loose, ancient spirits of evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had that. Wow. Mongra as a thundercat. That, that's interesting. Okay, that's Way to raise two. the bar, Mike. That's two. <laughs> now, again, for those of you just, just tuning in, uh, I'm trying to, uh, the guys are doing uh, uh, what they think is their funniest voice that they can do, saying thundercats ho. Is that right, guys? Yes. And then I'm sp- and I have to judge which one. Oh, say go ahead. Okay, one more. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. Uh, thunder, thunder, thundercats. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Wow. This is tough. I tell you, I've given a lot of thought. I've given a lot of thought. But actually, uh, here's my favorite, uh, funny or character cartoon voice, uh, who's not Lionel doing Thundercats. So. <clears throat> thunder. Thunder, thunder cats. Oh, I'm Google the Well, so I win. Rise yourself, sir. So I win since I'm the judge, and you guys each come in second. How's that? Sound, sounds good. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Put me on the spot like that, will you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, we all got put on the spot. This, this is Dave's fault. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys were good though. Yeah, really what I wanted you were to all do very good. I wanted to start, you know, uh, something that maybe Larry hadn't done before, so, yeah. That was great. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Usually the Good first issue. thing on interview is, you know, um, what I'm wearing and my yeah. favorite colors and things like that. <laughs> well, you know, I figure you're always getting asked the typical, you know, how'd you get started and all that yeah. stuff. You know, anybody can do that. So this, this was a fun way to start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just it's just getting better from here on, probably. Well, I, now I've got a very important question for you. Okay. Before we get to like all the particulars, um, you know, I want a behind the scenes scoop deal for like in the cat's lair. 
Was there <laughs> kitty litter set up for snark? Oh, <laughs> this is your serious question, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boy, was there kitty litter. Can you imagine? <laughs> I if, mean, if the uh, recording sessions go long. I oh, mean, please. I mean, just uh, alone, the uh, residue from the Thundercats. But we had a lot of friends over all the time, you know. <laughs> Uh, most of whom were, you know, at least part animals. So you can imagine what it, of course there was cat litter. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of uh, Febreze. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They had a lot of Febreze. <laughs> there was Febreze oh. back in the 80s? Uh, it wasn't called Febreze. Oh, well, wait. <laughs> maybe, was... maybe it's from Thundera. You don't know. You don't know. It was, it was the original Febreze that they <laughs> ripped off on Earth. Thundera we had that name on Third Earth in the 80s. Trust me. Oh, it's probably called Thunder Breeze. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. I think that's a Skylanders character. <laughs> and if you have a can of it now, in the original container, you'd be, you'd be a wealthy person if you had a can of that now in the original <laughs> container, unopened. <laughs> Near mint. Hello. Breeze. Oh, oh, what a crowd. What a tough room. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only okay, problem with doing your Skype session is everybody's got to wait for someone else. Yeah, because you never know when uh, when somebody's finished talking. And most of the time, yes. I I never finish talking. I'm always talking. So. <laughs> I was going to say, frankly, you're, you're lapping us in terms of the, the, the quip, sir. So we're just we're just leaving it to you. So. Oh well, We're thank you. Oh. So, so I, I guess you know, onto the, uh, the the serious questions now. So, I mean, when did you first become aware that Thundercats was going to be, I guess, as popular as it got? Well, this is a story I've told uh, uh, several times, and it's true. Um, in the, um, the Christmas time of '86, I believe it was, because the Thundercats went on the air in '85, first season, and um, it kept getting bigger and bigger in the ratings, you know, and then, but, but when I, the first moment I really knew it was a giant hit show when I went to Toys R Us a couple weeks before Christmas, I walked in and where there just the week before had been uh, like He-Man and uh, Transformer toys, you know, and, and a row of Thundercats. Now there were three complete aisles of nothing but Thundercats stuff. And I said, Oh, oh. <laughs> we got a hit on our hands. <laughs> and I, um, I'll never forget, I was, as I was walking down the aisles, there were two boys, about seven and nine, I don't know, something like that. And I could hear them talking, and one of them said, said um, I'm going to get Tiger, he's the coolest, he's on Thundercat. <laughs> <laughs> and the other kid said something about, um, no, I'm going to get Panthro, he's strong. He's so I, I couldn't help myself, so I, I went over and I said, hey guys, why don't you get Lionel? He's the one who says, Thundercats, ho! <laughs> And these two kids looked at me like, you know, my hair was on fire. <laughs> and I just kind of pulled away, you know, and so I, I, I walked away. But as I'm walking away, I hear one of them say, he didn't even sound like Lion-O. <laughs> and I thought, all, ever since then, I thought to myself, I'd love, I hope somebody comes up to me at Comic-Con or something, having heard this story or read it somewhere. And says, I was one of those kids, you know. Yeah. And strangely <laughs> enough, somebody somebody put a, on my, a picture on my uh, Facebook page the other day of <clears throat> a picture taken in the 80s 
of two young boys about those ages standing in front of a rack of uh, Thundercats action figures. Oh, man. Strange. That so, sounds like divine providence. I mean, I they may be those are, I know. If, if this were a magazine article, you know, interview, they would take that picture probably and put it next to the this part of the interview where I'm telling that story. Sure, sure, definitely. But it's true. <laughs> so that's how I knew. That's how I knew it was going to be a, a huge show. Of course, none of us could ever imagine 30 years ago that uh, that looking ahead to now, uh, you know, we'd still be talking about Thundercats and doing interviews and people would be coming to um, to Comic-Cons and, and uh, asking for your autograph because you were on Thundercats. It's, it was, you know, we, we would have thought somebody was crazy if they told us that back then. I really love the, the sort of nostalgia wave that's going on right now where, you know, at first I thought it was just about people reliving what was past and then they started putting out new versions of, of the old stuff, like new generations yeah. loving the thundercats but the new version like the the 2011 cartoon things like that so um you you did uh king claudus sure. in that didn't you in the new uh, um, new warner brothers version yeah i did yes uh i think i was on three episodes because of course it was a okay. pre, uh, prequel oh, yeah, right, to, the, the very to our original series yep. <clears throat> yeah right, at the beginning right. um claudus was still the lord of the thundercats yeah and he was training uh lion and tigra to to see who would take over. And of course we know how that turned out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so back in the eighties, you did, you also did, um, uh, what karate cat, silver Hawks and tiger Hawks, right? Uh, tiger sharks, tiger yeah. sharks. I mean, okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, karate cat. That's right. We did, uh, um, and then we did a lot of, uh, those were all for Rankin bass. Uh, yeah. Company. And then we, we, most of the cast, uh, we also did several, um, Christmas specials, holiday specials for Rankin Bass. Uh, Some of them are still on the air every year. A Star for Jeremy and The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Oh, that's my stuff. Yeah, that was Claymation, actually. Sir that Alfred, was fantastic. That's a, that's a tradition for me every year. It was a thrill for us because we got to work with Sir Alfred Drake. Oh, wow. He was, oh, uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was the um, star. I forget the character's name, though. And uh, it was such a great honor for me, at least, especially to... Um, to work for Rankin Bass, and especially on their holiday specials, because um, I grew up, as everybody else in my generation did, watching Rankin Bass holiday uh, cartoons like Frosty the Snowman with Burl Ives and yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with Ed, with um, Ed Astaire, uh, Fred Astaire. <clears throat> so, uh, so when I found myself doing Rankin Bass Christmas uh, animated specials, I. Uh, I was pretty happy about that. So, so which one, like all of those shows that you worked on, which one did you kind of have uh, affinity for, you know, really getting into or uh, liking the most, I guess? I mean, yeah, Thundercats, obviously. Well, Thundercats, uh, Thundercats, obviously, um, uh, I'd have to say, favorite. well, we, we did, uh, we did 130 episodes of it, uh, twice as many as we did the rest of them. And um, and obviously it became the the more iconic show. I mean, yeah, that's true. out of all those shows, more people uh, today know Thundercats. There are, there are a lot of Silverhawks fans and a few Tiger Sharks fans. <laughs> and then the uh, the rest of them were didn't last very long. With I I kind of wanted to know um, if there was anything like creatively 
that you, uh, that you had gotten involved with. Is there anything like, did you have any input into Thundercats or any of the shows that we, that you were on, or was it all just written and scripts handed and put in front of you? There was a uh, very little, um, opportunity for any of us on the cast to, um, um, to influence the, the, um, writing or the, you know, any other aspects of the, of the show. I mean, our, our job uh, was to, to read the script, you know, and to act. And, yeah. um, um, there wasn't a lot of, I, I mean, if there was, if there was something that you wanted to say during a recording session, like, uh, you know, I, I remember a few times at least saying, uh, Lee, uh, Lee Doniker was directed all of our shows from the other room. And I, you know, across through the glass, and I said, uh, I would say, Lee, I'm, uh, it seems to me Lano would say this, and of course, right now I can't think of exactly, you know, an exact uh, <laughs> uh, example of it from the show, but you could say, you know, it seems it seems like Lano would put it this way, maybe not, and she would at least listen to it, and 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 sometimes she would say, okay, let's change it a little bit, you know, but yeah. never anything major. I mean, we could never suggest, for example. Uh, you would never say, uh, "Hey guys, can we stop for a second? Um, I think uh, Lionel should um, uh, should throw the sword down and should leave." And <laughs> you couldn't say something <laughs> like that. You couldn't yeah. change the plot, you know, or because um, I mean, it was a major production. Everybody working on it, both whether it was cast or, or engineers, animators, writers, or whatever, were the best in the business. Yeah. So you let you let each of those groups do what they do and do it, you know, as best they can, and you don't. You know, mess around with the other guy's part. Now, when they were directing you to to deliver your lines, did they have something in mind with like a certain personality or inflection that you're supposed to use for it, or did you get to come up with that kind of thought process on your own? Well, we kind of uh, at the very beginning, of course, after you were hired, you know, auditioned for the parts, and and people, the actors were hired, and we started rehearsing and and then recording it. At the very beginning, of course, it. it, it it usually is a um, a group project. Like, what's this character going to sound like? Uh, give him a little bit more of this. Give him a little bit. And then, when, but once you finally have established a character, it's like doing a play, really. To think of if you were doing a play at uh, high school or whatever, and um, your first couple of rehearsals are pretty sloppy, you know, uh, until you you've decided what the character is going to be like and and the t- whole tone of the thing. It's kind of a long answer. I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> no, the question was uh, our input into the uh, right, or had we moved on from? But, yeah, I, I, <laughs> oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah, you. I mean, obviously, it doesn't sound like you're changing lines or anything. I was just wondering if you were able to kind yeah. of, you know, put your own stamp of personality, if you will, for the line, or is it okay? No. Oh, oh, well, uh, line by line. Yeah, sure, you could do it. Yeah, of course, and. Uh, the part of the reason that you were hired uh, as an actor to do this particular part that you're reading is is that um, you they sensed in you a, a talent to do that, you know, to find where the emotion should be. Uh, I mean, when an actor is hired, um, whether it's for a film or a play or anything, a cartoon show, they don't hire somebody that they're going to have to teach how to do it. You know right. What I'm okay. Yeah. So, so they're always willing to to let you find your find your way through you know and if they like it they like it if they don't they say let's try something else okay you know you may do five you may do five or six takes of of one line maybe sometimes even seven or eight 
or the director just for something she didn't like about a certain thing, or they may change the wording or, or whatever, you know. But you never, you never, as an actor, upset because they said, do it a different way, you know, or, yeah. or uh, I didn't like that. They, they, they hardly ever say, I didn't like that. And they'll say, let's find something better, you know. And Try you're always working or something. Sure. An actor and a director are always working, or should be, should be always willing to, to give and take, you know. And, and yeah. Lee Doniker did that with us. But basically, uh, again, the, the script was the script. How into these roles were you? Like, were you involved in the lore and all the, you know, the after, outside of the studio, how into Thundercats were you? Were you a Thundercats geek? Or are you uh, a Thundercats not, geek still? <clears throat> well, not, not uh, nearly at the level of some of the people that, that I meet at Comic-Cons, <laughs> places like that, you know. <laughs> well, that, that, that's hard to be. <laughs> oh, the fans know more about the show than the, than the actors did. You know, we were we were just reading yeah. lines. You know, and <laughs> yeah. and also remember that that we were we were thirty five, forty year old, and even older people. Uh, yeah. And these were, and when they watched it, the kids, the, you know, the fans who they were, you know, they were ten years old. If I were ten when Thundercats came out and I was watching it on TV, I'd be a big geek too, you know. I, mean, I, <laughs> I was, I, ge- I geeked out for, um, for Mel Blanc and Dawes. Oh Butler, yes, actors like that, you know. I mean, I always tell people if when I was a kid, and we're talking about the 1950s, if there were, if we heard that Mel Blanc was coming to the, you know, to our town and was going to sit and sign autographs. You know, that you could pay for and whatever. I'd have been the first kid in line a week early, you know, with a tent. Yeah, you so, definitely, you tapped into one of our heroes right there with Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. So I, under, I understand people, uh, and I understand the cosplay, and I understand uh, all the different aspects, that, the fascinating aspects that are going to the, into to the pop culture scene today and the way we celebrate it and, and are entertained by it. I had a, I had a question. Um, now, obviously, you know, in nowadays, fandom is a lot more open. You know, you can communicate with each other on Skype, the big conventions and whatnot. In the 80s and 90s, it wasn't as easy. But around uh, sometime in the late 90s, and I'm going to address an elephant in the room, a uh, recording circulated around the Internet of uh, outtakes of a certain <laughs> show. And uh, I just, uh, I didn't know when you, when you had found out about it, what your feelings on the subject. Oh, I remember the first time my son said, hey, dad, have you heard this? And he played it for me and I I jumped out of my chair. I said, where the hell did you get that? (laughs) And he said, well, there's this thing called an internet, dad. (laughs) And it's wireless. And, um, and, uh. I just, I just, my first thought was, oh my God, no, the kids, the kids, the fans are going to hear this and, and they're going to hear Lionel saying something about an effing samoflange. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my, my son said, dad, those kids are 32 years old now. That's right. <laughs> they're going to think this is fantastic. And that's how it turned out. But I, before I thought it over, you know, I thought, oh, my God. Because, you see, back when we were recording the show, when the show was popular in the 80s, there was no Internet. Yeah. As we know it today. Of course, Al Gore had his, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait for somebody to do two that guys. for Al Gore. Go ahead. That was, yeah, that was two guys in Virginia, right. you know. Back then, you know, uh, the only time. We used to have a, a thing 
we'd say, for example, when uh, when somebody did utter something that now is known as an outtake, we'd say, well, that's going to be on on uh, Johnson's Christmas uh, uh, Christmas party reel. <laughs> we would say that because back in those days, again, there was no internet, when something, anytime you'd record something with a bunch of actors, you're going to have outtakes, right? Well, what the only people that are ever going to hear them are the people who were in the room at that day and some friends of the engineers because we all knew that they kept that kind of stuff. They would cut it out and then take it, we'll put it on reel and take it home with them and probably at a Christmas party or something, it'd say, hey, you guys <laughs> want to hear what happens at a Thundercats recording session? So that's <laughs> the only time anybody would hear them. And then that day my son said, oh, no, everybody in the world can hear them now. It's free. <laughs> said, oh, God. <laughs> It, it was pretty well, fantastic hearing the, the gods of the voice acting back then be, you know, become real people. <laughs> it really sort of nailed it home for me. My love of like voice actors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So, so now, Larry, you were Jackman also, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I was. Each each of us in the cast was was a Thundercat, and then one of the main uh, mutants. You know. So, in fact, at the audition, I remember, and I'm sure they did this with all the actors, they auditioned, I think, 400 actors for, uh, for Lionel in, in L.A. and Chicago, L.A. and New York. And, um, but when, when you got to the audition, they would um, <coughs> show you the pictures, you know, or the illustrations of what the character's going to look like, and give you a couple of pages, two-page synopsis to read so you know what the show's about. And, and so you knew pretty much before you went into the booth to audition. Uh, and they they asked me to pick one one um, Thundercat that I wanted to read for and one uh, mutant, and of course Lionel I wanted to to be because he was the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Jackal Man because I, I, when I saw the picture of Jackal Man, I uh, the illustration of Jackal Man, a, a voice popped into my head just out of the, of the blue from when I was a kid watching uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> uh, there was a character called. Um, Snidely Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember the villain with the black cape? And I'll get you now, and I'll tie you to the railroad track. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that voice came into my mind, and I'm thinking, let's see, a jackal. Jackal Man was, of course, a jackal. And when you think of jackals, you think of creepy and and sly. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Definitely Uh, fits. And so I put that together with with, um, the voice. And it came out that we must get the Thundercats, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I got chills, guys. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I got the goosebumps. <laughs> so there's scenes where Jackalman was interacting with Lionel, right? I mean, did you guys mm-hmm. cut those and you do one voice and then you you cut and then do the other voice? Or did you do that like together? In the case where, where the conversation was between two of my characters and where I was, in other words, talking to myself, I like to do it in real time. In other words, I would do both, both voices just, you know, back and forth. Some of the actors like to do all of one voice and then, you know, and then do all of the other voice. But for some reason, I always liked it. I found it more fun to do it like, uh, uh, <clears throat> Jackal man, what are you doing here? What are you doing here, Lionel? Is Mamara with you? None of your business. Is back and forth. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I found it more challenging and I found it more fun. That's why I like to I like to do it that way because 
you know, if you, um, for me as an actor, at least, if, if I'm challenged, if I challenge myself, then I, I find it keeps me on my toes and it brings out a better performance in me, you know, instead of just relying on something that I, I can do Lionel's voice the same every time because it's my voice. But with a, uh, a, a character, like an evil character, that, which, is, which any actor will tell you is the most fun to do, all actors love to do bad guys because you yeah, can change the scenery. You know, you can just you can overact. Yeah, you can just be as broad and you can't be broad enough, you know. You give them little laughs and smirks and stuff like that. So that's why uh, every actor loves doing the bad guy. I always, I definitely empathize with that because I used to have contests with my friends on the, on the, you know, at recess trying to do the best evil laugh. Who could do the best crypt keeper or who could do the best Skeletor <laughs> laugh, you know? And that was yeah. always the more fun one. Sure. And it requires more acting, frankly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Belt, and you got to belt it too if you want to do it right. Now, did you ever find yourselves in like, competition with the cast from say masters of the universe or (laughs) (laughs) no we never thought about we never really thought about that back then i mean uh, um at least i didn't i mean thundercast was doing so well you know and you really i I think you really kind of wanted all of the shows to do well just to keep up the you know the market and the enthusiasm for that kind of that kind of uh, show just wanted to know um like currently the landscape of cartoons is completely different from when I was young. There doesn't seem to be any real Saturday morning cartoons. There's like no reason to get up on Saturday mornings anymore. (laughs) So, I mean, what does the landscape of voice acting feel like now? I mean, I know there's video games, which is a big pull for voice acting, but as a whole, is it, does it feel different from when it was back then? The golden era, as we're referring to it now for voice acting was late sixties through mm, late eighties. You want to give it a 20-year window. There just was so much more work. The money was so free and flowing then. I mean, the economy was just so incredible that every advertiser was spending tremendous budgets for commercials. Back in those days, you'd you'd go into to do some radio commercials. You'd do maybe 10 in one session. They wanted to do 10 commercials. Now you do one, maybe two at the most for any product at any given time. And there just was there was a lot more work out there for everybody, you know. Economy is is down. I'm I'm just wondering about you know the pro, the proliferation of video games that I'm surprised that there's less work. But I mean, you know, knowing about the economy, that does make sense. I just figured that uh, it's it just surprised me that there's less now. But yeah, it makes sense. You know, I I probably should uh, should check my statistics before I say something like that. It, it, there, there seems to be a lot less. There may be uh, more commercials being done, but uh, or at least as many, but you don't make as much money these days. Maybe that's what I should have said. So much and stuff is, is it goes directly to the internet. It is never on television or radio, and so that cut it down a lot, you know. But it's just not like it was back in the '80s uh, when we just uh, a typical day for me back in the '80s was uh, I might have five recording sessions and four to six auditions in one day. Wow. Uh, not every day, but you know, you'd have at least a few things every day, a few, three, four recording sessions or auditions. And, uh, the last 10 years or so it's been, I mean, I may go into the city three times a week, sometimes for one audition, you know, to go in one audition uh, on one day and two on another day, but you know, never a multiple day like it used to be. But I, I like that because I'm 67 years old now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready to slow down just a little bit, you know? Now that you're royalty. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sitting on the throne. I'm sitting on the throne right, right now. How did you know that? <laughs> you go to a lot of conventions. I mean, what what's the, like the funniest thing that anybody's ever requested you to say as you know as Lionel? <laughs> Ooh, good question. Thanks. Son of a gun! You know, I, I, there have been a couple of occasions that people ask me to, to record you know, crazy things for, but of course now I don't remember exactly what they were or what the, what it was about. I, I tell you, one this wasn't uh, something somebody wanted me to say, but a lovely, lovely lady walked up to me in uh, down in Philadelphia a few years ago, started to pull up her T-shirt, and she asked, "Would you sign my breast?" <laughs> and um, you know, <laughs> you know, I my first thought was, "Poor thing only has one." Uh, <laughs> I said, "Well, I." And then, just as as she was saying that, her her boyfriend walked up behind her, and he looked like a normal, you know, straight guy and everything. And so I, but I said. Well, you know, uh, I'm no prude. I certainly would do something like that. But I said, look around you. You know, we're, we're at a Comic-Con. <laughs> Retro-Con, it was called. And um, <laughs> there are children here, you know. So I thought yeah. that would end it. The boyfriend leans, pastor leans over close to me and says, we can go out in the van if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think the van would have been a good choice. But no. and I'm, who oh, am I to say? Oh. No, it would not have been. I could just see the headlines, you know. Um, Bless you for making the right decision, sir. I'm glad you're still with us. Minor minor celebrity arrested in van with uh, God knows who (laughs) doing God knows what. Oh, that's funny. Oh, good Lord. Oh, so I didn't finish the story. So what happened was I said, when he said we can go out in the van if you want to, I'm thinking, now what do I say? I said, you know what? Let's do this. How about if I sign your tummy? So she pulled her T-shirt up, and I signed her tummy. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> good compromise. <laughs> well, Everyone yeah, I, that way. I, you know, I got a, I got a little rush, but you know, then <laughs> I didn't have to go to jail for it. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> it was a lovely tummy, I'll tell you that. Larry, I just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you're welcome, guys. It was a lot of fun. You did a great job. Thank you. Let me know when you're going to have it, uh, have it linked up. All right. We'll do. Right, okay, guys. Yep. You have a good night. Take care. Thank you again. Thank you. For the Romans, give me sight beyond sight. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Banzai, Daniel-san! Hey, Banzai! 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 Banzai!